Welcome to In the News Show. I am your host, Judy Desigatis, and I'm here with my faithful co-host, Father Bill Weary. Hello, Father Bill and our Hello, listeners. Judy. Hello, everybody out there. How you doing? I hope you're having a great day. Thank you to Joe Nebestinsky for our technical assistance and for David Hillowitz for our theme music. So, Father, are you going to enlighten us about your Curcio weekend? You just got back well, from Curcio? Yes. Um, it is a the national Curcio in counter, as we call it, the annual conference. It was in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm very involved in the Curcio movement. And it was founded, it's a Catholic spirituality movement founded in Mallorca, Spain in 1944 and has spread throughout the whole world. It's very strong here in the Diocese of Harrisburg. And I highly recommend a Curcio weekend for people to make. You should approach a parishioner who is involved in the Curcio movement. That's the way, that's how we register. Basically, it's one-on-one. In any case, uh, it is a uh, weekend, uh, Thursday through Sunday, uh, that uh, features series of talks by by lay people, lay leaders, and also one or two priests on the weekend. And uh, it's general spirituality, and people come off of the weekend oftentimes very pumped up, and they're very excited, and they're supposed to springboard into a once-a-week prayer and share group, and that uh, that goes on basically for the rest of their lives, and in which they they share their spiritual lives of the previous week, what they're doing in terms of of prayer and piety, what they're doing in terms of spiritual reading, whether it's the Bible or other resources, and what they're doing in terms of evangelization and action, charity, and it really. It, that, that accountability is so important in the small group. I, I do a once a week small group myself here in the parish. I really like it. And it keeps the ball rolling from the the high of the weekend, uh, which is a very, very good experience for many people. So it was about 400 people in Omaha, Nebraska, Creighton University. We have them at different locations uh, around the around the nation. Last year was Orange, California. I did not make that one, but it's been at Villanova University and University of Scranton and uh, various various places, locations. And uh, the people from all over the United States come. And we actually had some representatives from Mallorca, Spain, uh, also uh, that uh, keep the flame burning on the founder who was a native of Mallorca, Eduardo Bonin, one of the preeminent founder, as one of the manuals says, and so it's just a really great experience, and it really helps people in their Catholic faith and in their relationship with Jesus Christ and with with others. And it emphasizes the encounter with self, encounter with Christ, and encounter with others. So it's a package deal, which is basic Christianity. Curcio is a C-U-R-S-I-L-L-O. That means short course in Christianity. So basically, that's, that's what it is, and um, very... Uh, very much to be recommended. How do we get in touch if our listeners would like to become part of the Curcio movement in the diocese? What is a way to get in touch with someone to do that? Well, like I said, the, the best way is to approach somebody in the parish who is a, because you have to be sponsored. You're sponsored okay. over the weekend. So approach somebody in the parish. If you know that there is a Curcio group there and you know one of the parishioners approach that person or call me. Uh, you, you can definitely uh, call me through Holy Family Radio or get in touch with me. I'm Sacred Heart, Lewistown, St. Jude, Mifflin Town, and um, I can set you up with a sponsor. 
Okay, that sounds good. If anyone's interested in that, um, please contact Father or to approach someone at your local parish. I know that there's probably many, uh, isn't it, Chrysalistas that are uh, um, in our diocese. I, I know many of them. I've been on pilgrimages with them. Um, and our own station manager, Joe Nebostinsky, is a Cursalista. So, um, and his wife could, as well. That's right. So you could just call here at the station. He can fill you in as well. Okay, so we'll move along. Um, uh, wanted to mention that uh, our new bishop, Bishop Timothy Sr., is now going around to all the deaneries and celebrating masses at the different churches and the various deaneries and he'll be doing that through the summer and i had the privilege to experience one of his masses last uh tuesday at least from when we're recording this uh, at holy name of jesus in the harrisburg deanery or the dolphin deanery and um it was very well it was well attended and um a lot of priest father i think you were there yes uh, it was very special to experience our new bishop in saying a mass and um, his emphasis was on service and how we can serve and being open to what Christ is asking us to do in our lives and the different ways and the different talents he asks us to use. So I would encourage, um, I know on the Catholic witness, there is a <laughs> listing of the other masses that Bishop Senior is going to be doing. So if you have the opportunity there during the week, usually at seven o'clock, a Tuesday or Wednesday or a Thursday, um, please take advantage of that. It certainly was well worth it. And he's, he took the time at the end of mass to make sure that he greeted everyone uh, properly and took time with everyone and uh, asked them their name and, and what parish they were from. And he was very, very gracious. So the mass was beautiful and he was very gracious. And so please just encouraging everybody to do that. He precedes each mass and each deanery with a meeting with the priests of the deanery. Okay. We all, we all benefited from that. And once again, he, he made clear that he was available to us as priests. He considers, considers us, as every bishop should, collaborators and uh, consultants. Uh, we are, you know, his ma his mainstay, the priest, we're the backbone of the, of the diocese, of course, priests in the parish. And he made it very clear that he was uh, wanted to be of service uh, to us, to to support us, as just as uh, we will certainly support him. It was a very good, it was a very good deanery meeting, and um, we're we're expecting great things from Bishop Senior. Yes, we are, and we welcome him again to the diocese. So, um, going on to the next topic, uh, I saw this actually. I think it was via the Catholic News Agency, but it's from the Washington Stand, and this is something that certainly has been in the news in the last couple of weeks. That the FDA has now made a decision to sell birth control pills over the counter uh -oh. for women, and it is a um, low dose over-the-counter birth control pill. Low dose. It's called O pill, and it just has uh, one of the hormones in it, a progestin only pill, but still um, it's causing a quite a stir because it's talking a lot about what the side effects are. Um, as Catholics, of course, we don't believe in artificial contraception, but we are also always concerned about the health of individuals. And certainly with the, this being of a cause to women, and it can cause a lot of problems, not only while they're taking it, but after lifetime effects. Um, it can cause uh, cancer. It can cause depression, um, ectopic pregnancy if a woman should get pregnant on this birth control pill, blood clots, heart attacks, strokes. Um, it can also be, and a lot of uh, women may not know this, that birth control pills generally are a potential abortifacient. It can actually cause an abortion um, if there was a child forming in the womb 
uh, at the time uh, while they're taking the pill, it could actually expel the child um, or the cells that uh, are forming. If it hasn't formed into a child yet, this the, the actual cells. So um, diabetes, religious liberty is at stake. Um, you know, Father, how can we reach out to women and educate them about how dangerous this is? That's a good question. And this weighs on my heart very much. I'm reviving my, well, I've never gave it up, but I'm, I'm re-strengthening my interest in natural family planning and how healthy that is. And it revived my interest just re-listening to a CD by Jason Ebert, very prominent, mm -hmm. uh, Jason and Kristalina Ebert, very uh, prominent uh, authors and speakers in this area. And the CD is called Green Sex, kind of a funny, funny oh. name. Green <laughs> okay. Sex. Uh, green meaning environmentally sound, um, both for you know the woman's body that uh, the birth control pill, especially maybe not barrier method, but the pill, as you just made the point, Judy is toxic. There's another side effect you didn't mention, which is uh, that can happen. Now, all these are you know don't happen to every woman, or every woman, but one is a lower libido, which uh, is kind of um, counterintuitive. It's kind of funny because people take the pill in order to you know enjoy sex more. But the uh, the chemical sometimes mm -hmm. is lower lower sex drive mm -hmm. on the part of the woman. I'm going to be meeting with uh, one of the new employees of the diocese in the family life office of uh, and she's wife and mother and um, and she's a, a, an expert in this area. And um, I, I I do also I want to get the word out. I want to I think I'm going to buy copies of that CD and it's, it's a fabulous CD about a natural family planning and chastity and and um, how poison the pill is. He was speaking to a, a group of women, a large group of women. I think it might've been college uh, women. I'm not college age women. And he was very well received. And his emphasis was the how, how NFP preserves the dignity of the woman, of womanhood. Yes. And uh, th that was, you know, it's another way of, of looking at it. Some people think it's the old rhythm, calendar rhythm method, but it's not. It's much more accurate than that. And there, uh, and the technology keeps improving in terms of digital thermometers and where the you know, women can uh, be more accurate in terms of their fertile periods and infertile periods. And natural family planning is, I think, as everybody knows, is what I call strategic abstinence. Mm -hmm. Strategic abstinence, where if a couple wants to avoid another birth, which you you can do, you can you can plan your your family's size um, prudently. And a couple might say, you know, this is not a good time for a baby right now. Uh, it could be a number of reasons. I've been sick and you're, you've been laid off from your job. And, and um, we already have an, a number of children. And you can exercise strategic abstinence where you don't violate the marital act. Uh, the artificial contraception, either, either the pill or the barrier methods, the condom, uh, violates the sacred marital embrace mm -hmm. of the couple, which is the act of the covenant between the two of them, which is an act of babies and an act of bonding. Everybody's okay with the bonding part. That's the fun part. And that's fine. Uh, but it, it's got to be uh, integral. It's got to be integrated with the appropriative. Every act, as, according to Catholic teaching, has to be open to new life. But you can, you can strategize the size of the family and limit uh, the, the marital embrace intercourse to the times that the woman is naturally infertile. And what a wonderful thing. God provides that. And we can target it. We can target that. Uh, the, the couple can target that particular space, if you will, in the month uh, and reserve 
reserve the marital embrace for for that time. And it's 98 correctly done. And, and, and the couple really does need instruction on this. Many parishes have uh, couples instructing couples. We have we have one such uh, couple as, as well on the masthead of the bulletin. Their names and their phone numbers. They don't get a lot of calls. Nevertheless, uh, that you really need to be instructed. Um, that, and and it is a sacrifice because there are there can be uh, at times long periods of abstinence. Um, but take up your cross and follow me. And J- J- Jason Evert uh, made that point in the in the CD. He he said, my wife and I, Chris, Crystalina and I, practice it, and it is it is difficult. We really don't want to exercise this this method very much, but we do. And it, there are there are blessings to it, and it really is green sex. You know, it is healthy spiritually, but physically as well. So I hope to get some ideas from um, Melissa, uh, the um, diocese employee just hired on, and uh, get some ideas on how we can get the word out on this. That'll, that'll take us to our break, and we'll be right back. We're going to get right started on our next topic and on august 4th is the feast of saint john vianney who is the patron saint for priests and i know father you probably have some good information about him oh just a wonderful saint uh, that is the patron saint of, as you said patron saint of priests august 4th that is, that is coming up and he's a true role model for all of us and he was a very simple farm boy uh in the um the mid 1800s died, I believe, in um, I believe it was 1859 at 73 years of age, and they reluctantly ordained him because he had missed out on a lot of schooling. I know he had to be privately tutored in Latin, and he was playing catch up for a lot of his educational years. And uh, at first, he did not seem suitable for the, the priesthood. They reluctantly ordained him because he was so good, such a such a pious, fervent. Fellow, they put him out in the middle of nowhere in a farm village called Ars, where he just turned France upside down with his sanctity, his fervor, his um, confessions. People would come. He would be in the confessional booth mm-hmm. for hours uh, every day, 12, 14 hours um, a day. And uh, people would go to confession to him. What, what a change from today. Where I get people saying, you know, confess. I get Catholics, not a lot, but some saying confession is just not my thing, Father. It's really tough for me. But they flocked to him, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he could read souls. You know, if you left out a sin or something like that, you know, God would whisper in his ear or something, and <laughs> and uh, inform you of the sin that you had either forgotten or or tried to avoid. And um, he really turned that place um, into a a powerhouse of of prayer and fervor that little that little parish of course there is a big shrine there now i've never been there i would like i would like to go and um, he is uh, just just a wonderful example for all of us priests and for the for the laity as well and a reminder i i remember when uh there was a one man play uh leonardo de philippus i think his name was the oh, yes yeah uh he's a, a catholic actor 
uh, that does a lot of um, uh, plays um, and would uh, circulate. So he's on video a little bit. I, I, he's, I don't think he, I don't know if he's circulating now much um, at all uh, in these days. But he did a one man play on St. John Vianney. He was traveling the country doing that. It was fabulous. I saw it at Trinity High School in Charmanstown. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it was just um, it was just wonderful. And he did a really good. You wonder what, what one man can do with this subject matter, but he pulled it off very well. Yes, he's produced some other movies like Therese that was out several years ago. That was a very good movie. That's um, right. You're right, Father. I haven't heard from him lately. So uh, hopefully he's still in the business or, or working you know, kind of backstage, I guess you could say. Um, another uh, feast day that we have coming up is actually uh, during the time that you'll be listening to this broadcast is the Feast of St. James. Uh, the apostle. And I know that he has been connected a lot of times with the pilgrimage, the Camino. Yes. And um, I, I don't think, Father, you haven't done the Camino and neither have I, but I, uh, I certainly have heard about it and uh, encourage people if they are interested in that. But um, do you have some words of wisdom to tell us about St. James? Uh, the apostle, the bro- brother, one of the sons of Zebedee, uh, brother of St. John. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's in his tomb is at Compostela, uh, a, a wonderful pilgrimage site. There's a legend about him that I really like called Our Lady the Pillar. Yes. Uh, whereby he was sitting on the banks of a river. And I kind of like this because he was discouraged. He apparently, his evangelizing, his preaching uh, was not being very successful. Maybe he was thinking back to Pentecost Day when there were 3,000 baptisms on, <laughs> on that first day of the church. And he's not getting those kind of results. And Our Lady appeared to him, uh, standing on a pillar. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but standing on a pillar on the banks of the river, and um, to in- inspire him to boost up his spirit. And um, as as in ministry, sometimes we can grow discouraged in parish work. It can be an occupational hazard. We're not supposed to get discouraged, but it's a human it's a human thing where we're not getting the results, the collections down, maybe the attendance is down, and uh, you know. But our, uh, so that helps me saint james he got one of the 12 apostles got discouraged and our lady appeared to him uh and um that's not at the compostella site it was another site but uh it's a wonderful thing i have three parishioners who have made that pilgrimage or mm-hmm. and there's different lengths you, you can go uh the full one is hundreds of miles but yes. there are there are other routes you can take as well and of course there's a, there's a very prominent movie made by martin uh, sheen and his son emilio estevez called the way um, and it's a wonderful uh, f- movie fiction uh, of um, of a father who makes the pilgrimage, uh, walks the way uh, after his son dies, make uh, have, you know in the middle of his pilgrimage attempt, he dies, and so the father uh, takes up the slack, carries mm-hmm. his son's ashes in the mm-hmm. in the movie, uh, and makes the entire uh, pilgrimage. It's a great way. It's a it's a great. Um, movie the way and it's a reminder that we're all in pilgrimage anyway on our way to heavenly glory we hope and uh, life is the pilgrimage yes amen to that i've actually been to the uh cathedral of santiago de compostela and have oh. seen 
the the bust of St. James and also his grave and have seen the the Church of Our Lady of the Pillar and they are fascinating sites. Um, as I said, I've not walked the, the Camino, but if anyone is interested in even just going to Spain, those are beautiful pilgrimage sites, those beautiful churches. And inside the church at Santiago of Compostela, it actually has a big uh, incensor and it, yes. it goes back and forth. Yes. Um, with, uh, you have to pay to have it done, right? <laughs> but um, the pilgrims used to end there uh, years ago. This pilgrimage has been done for thousands of years. And so they would have that incensor going back and forth. Thing is quite huge. And uh, it, it spans the entire length of the cathedral, like back and forth. And I thought to myself, well, what would you have for an, a need of an incensor like that? And they said, well, a lot of the pilgrims, once they ended the Camino, they would hang out and even sleep in the church. And the, the actually the, the body odor was a little bit hard <laughs> to take. So they made sure that they had their own quote unquote air freshener for that, which was that big incensor. And I think it costs like 300 euros if you get a group together and actually run it. I did not see it run, but the thing is huge and uh, you know certainly worth a look-see if you're ever in Spain uh, wow. to go in and see that beautiful church. There's so many beautiful churches and on pilgrimages, but that was definitely one of the, and the whole stories behind the way. Everyone has a reason for doing the Camino, and as you said, it's depicted in that movie. If you haven't seen it, the way is certainly, I'm sure it's available on Netflix. So um, moving right along, we, yesterday we had the World Day for Grandparents and the Elderly. Oh, so um, Pope Francis to uh, talked about the importance of bridging the gap between the young people and the elderly. And we know that we have different ways of thinking, but he was striving and also talking about how important it is to build that bridge between uh, the two different generations. So uh, being somewhat of an elderly person myself, <laughs> I think there's probably a lot I could learn from young people and there's probably some things they could learn from me. I don't know. <laughs> so we're going to try to bridge that gap. Yeah, we're definitely in a youth culture today. Yes, was, we are. That was not, it's real. It's a flip uh, of the last, well, since the 1960s. Anyway, before that, the elderly were, you know, really, uh, the young would look to the elderly. It's yes. almost the opposite now. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeking wisdom from youth. Um, and, um, but in the past, the, the wisdom of senior citizens was highly, from the 1960s mm -hmm. all the way back to the beginning of human history, the, the elderly were tr truly sought out for their for their wisdom and for their experience. And uh, you, just don't, you just don't have that now. But wherever you do see it, it's a wonderful thing. And on occasion, you do see that love between grandchildren and grandparents. Yes. And it's very touching and moving to see in the parish and at, at the home. Yes, there were there are many um, times that I would get wisdom from my grandmother, and in some families, the grandparents actually lived with the the extended you know extended family had the That's grandparents right. living with them, so um, they could impart their wisdom all the time. Right. <laughs> April uh, August fifth, we also have the dedication of the Basilica of Saint Mary Major, and we know that's another major basilica. Um, I've been there several times. Um, also called Our Lady of the Snows. The Snows, that's right. Based on a legend that's not really well founded. Um, there's not much evidence for it that a, a couple in the Roman period, well, the early centuries of the church, um, were blessed by a, a mysterious snowfall on that hill, Esquiline Hill in Rome, that was a sign that they were to build a church there. And what they do, I think, I don't know if they still do it, on this feast day, they drop white flower petals mm -hmm. from the upper balconies uh, down onto the, uh, onto the congregation. 
to to commemorate that that legend. But mm-hmm. it is in fact um, one of the one of the five major basilicas of the city of Rome, and dedicated to uh, Our Lady. Uh, they claim to have a piece of the crib from the manger mm-hmm. that's up on the wall, and um, and also a Saint John Lateran, the, the which is the cathedral church of the Pope, not St. Peter's, but St. John Lateran, a couple right. miles away, um, all claims to have a, a piece of the Last Supper table. And in any case, um, uh, the St. Mary Major is a beautiful church, one of the largest Marian churches in the world, and um, just just a, a gorgeous. Another another pilgrimage site for those Absolutely. who might want to want to go on to a pilgrimage. Um, okay, so um, one other thing I just wanted to mention, we only have about a minute and a half to go, is uh, Sound of Freedom is still making history at the box office. So if you haven't seen it and it's still out there in the theaters, please go to see that movie. It's a very, very good uh, movie. It's very successful. Um, some of the mainstream media isn't spinning it as successful and no. necessary, but um, I would suggest uh, you know, going to see that. So I'm just putting that out there. And um, so we're it's we're getting near to the end of the show, Father. If you could leave us with a prayer, that would be great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, continue blessing us this summer. Uh, Lord, we just walk us through the wonderful sunlight and sunshine, and yes, the heat, Lord, and bring us uh, on pilgrimage as we are all on the way. Uh, to the heavenly glory that awaits through Christ our Lord, and may Almighty God bless you all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Don't miss Holy Family Radio's 12th anniversary event. We're looking forward to seeing you on Thursday, August 24th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. The day will feature studio tours, refreshments, and door prizes. It's a chance for you to meet our staff and volunteers. Plan to join us for this very special celebration. Again, that's Thursday, June 24th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Holy Family Radio, celebrating 12 years of nourishing our Catholic family and sharing our faith with others.